0: Who do you want to be at work? And what is your curriculum that you need to tackle that's in between where you are and where you want to be? I'm going to talk about the importance of understanding our curriculum and the importance of asking yourself the question of who you want to be at work. Sit back, relax, and tune in. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're doing well. I hope that if you are on your way to work or on your way home from work or curled up in your bed, that you've had a great week so far. If you haven't and you're stressed about work, I hope that this episode will help you out. If you are loving this podcast, I would love for you to help me out and rate and review it. I am told this really helps other people find the podcast. So I would appreciate that so, so much. Okay, friends, I want to dive into. A concept that I actually heard someone else say, and I can't remember where I heard them say it because I listened to all kinds of things, <laughs> but I was listening to one of the many things I listened to, and I heard someone talk about the concept of our life being a curriculum and all of us having a sort of unique curriculum that we apply to get to wherever it is we're going in terms of all kinds of things, maybe in terms of your relationship maybe in terms of your overall satisfaction with life maybe in terms of your career and i love a good metaphor listen if you don't like metaphors this is probably not the podcast for you because i love a good metaphor i find that it is incredibly helpful for my brain my clients brains when we can use a metaphor to help the brain like think about something with a totally different framework so I was thinking about this concept of curriculum. And I think when it comes to our work and our careers, there's an acceptance that there will be a curriculum when it comes to our skills and our knowledge. We sort of assume that as we move through it, as we progress, as we move up, we're going to have to learn new things. We're going to expand our skill set. We're going to expand our knowledge in a particular area. But I think what we often don't anticipate is that more than just your skills and your knowledge, you also have to really shift, increase, and grow your mindset in order to get where it is that we want to go. So whenever we're moving towards any new goal, it might be succeeding in this current job. It might be moving up and to the next phase of your career. It might be in mastering this work in a way that feels confident. There's a curriculum, and the curriculum involves so much more than just the skills that we need to grow and the knowledge that we need to grow. There is an emotional growth that needs to happen. There's a mindset growth that needs to happen. and I don't think people talk enough about the emotional side, the mindset side, and I think because we don't talk about it enough, we can sometimes feel shame or broken in some way because we feel like there's something missing that we need to develop. But I would like to normalize this. And as someone who works with so many competent, ambitious people, in my experience, the emotional mindset growth is often more significant than the skill and the knowledge growth. People can often close the skill gap and the knowledge gap pretty quickly But there is a feeling of resistance often towards that emotional growth that involves things like fear, resilience, how well we're able to take in feedback, how defensive do we get, how much are we willing to engage or comfortable in difficult discussions. There's like an assumption that we should just be able to do all of those things because we're a person and we have a career. (laughs) And... Most of us have not actually been trained in doing those things. Most of us haven't studied how to do those things well. So I think there can be this feeling that, oh, other people seem to know how to do all these things and I don't know how to do them, or it's more difficult for me than it is for other people, which I can tell you as a coach is often not true. There's so many people in the rooms with you who appear confident, appear comfortable with the difficult discussions appear like they're able to take in feedback with resilience, and they're not. (laughs) They are showing up to my sessions vulnerably and really sharing their real feelings and their real thoughts about these experiences. So what I want to talk about in this episode is your curriculum, your mindset curriculum. And I want to make sure that you don't feel any shame around it. And I want to make sure you know that it's yours, that you get to decide where you are and where you want to be. You get to decide if you want to participate and engage in that curriculum and in that growth. So just to reiterate, when I talk about this mindset or emotional growth curriculum, I'm talking about the insecurities. I'm talking about how do you show up with confidence but not arrogance? How do you drop defensiveness? When someone's giving you critical feedback, how do you work with policies, personalities and norms that are not what you view as the best or the way it should be done or how people should interact or the most effective way for a policy to work? Like, How do you work with that without getting resentful or resistant all the time? How do you ease your fears so that you will take risks, so that you'll speak up, so that you can bounce back from a mistake, so that you can implement an idea that you want to implement? And I want you to know that if you struggle with any of those, if you're finding that there are areas that you feel like you really need growth, it's because no one really teaches us how to do this. And it is often through experience that we all just sort of, you know, Find ourselves wading through it, trying to develop the emotional skills to be able to cope with it, to be able to function in it, and to even be able to thrive in it. So, let's explore your curriculum and talk about why it's so important for you to be aware of where you are and where you want to be, and for you to opt in to that yourself. It's so helpful to do this because I think it will help you to not feel. Resentment in the challenges, resistant to the challenges, or like you're being forced to take on challenges that can be difficult to take on. So, the question I want to have you answer is this If you could wave a magic wand and you could show up to work as exactly who you want to be, and I'm not going to let you change the workplace, I'm not going to let you change the people, just In your current circumstance, you could wave a magic wand and show up as exactly who you want to be, as the very best version of yourself, as the version of you that is operating at full potential. Who would that be? What does she look like? Not literally look like, but what does she look like emotionally? And here's some of the questions that I'm going to ask. How capable does he see himself? How confident does he feel? Is she resilient? And in what ways is she resilient? How does she handle critical feedback? Get specific. Like if you were the best version of yourself, if you were the version of yourself that you dream of being in the workplace, how would you handle feedback that someone's providing you that might be difficult to take in, but that might be useful to your progress and growth? How does... She feel when she makes a mistake? How quickly does she bounce back from a mistake? How often does he speak up? How does he react when there is workplace drama? I love this question. I'm going to do more on this in a future episode. But when there is drama going down, if you envisioned the very best version of yourself, how do you react? How much do you get involved? Are you able to stay in your own integrity? And when you really start to paint the picture of the you, that is the version of you that you feel like is operating at your full potential, what would the outcome be in terms of how you would feel at work, how you would function, what you might achieve, what risks you might take? In my experience, in my own life personally, having worked through my own curriculum and I'm always working through it, what I have found is that the outcome is more ease, more fulfillment, more fun, more confidence, more opportunities, and more satisfaction. And I see this all the time with my clients. But I think it's really key that we know that there are two curriculums that we're always coming up against when it comes to our careers, the hard and soft skills, the knowledge, and then the mindset, the emotions. And developing, in my experience, that mindset piece is a game changer for people because the mindset has such a strong impact on the development of the skills, the how fast you are able to take in new knowledge because your brain is either open to or closed off from those things because your brain, based on its mindset, um, takes in feedback, bounces back. It's all so interrelated to how you show up, how motivated you are, what you'll engage with, et cetera. Here's the thing that I think is super important for you to see. If you look at this image of Future, best version, full potential you. And assuming, as most people tell me, they want to feel like that, per- like their future self is completely confident, is really resilient, handles critical feedback, open with curiosity, with ease, bounces back quickly, is willing to speak up, is willing to offer their opinion and their perspective, even when people might disagree, reacts with integrity and neutrality when there's workplace drama, doesn't get sidetracked by all of that. I want you to decide, do you want those things? Do you want to show up as that version of you? And if your answer is yes, I encourage you to attach this job that you are currently in as an opportunity to work your mindset curriculum. A perfect job is not what you need to work your mindset curriculum. What you often need is a challenge. And the fact that you're listening to this podcast means you're probably feeling some challenges as most of us are most of the time in our work situations. So I want you to opt in and I want you to opt in like I teach in other episodes because I think it's so much more empowering. It helps you feel less trapped, and it helps you understand the value that you're gaining from this job, from this opportunity, from this experience. The other thing I want you to note is that you can't work your mindset curriculum without discomfort. You can't work it when you hide. You can't work it when you avoid all risk-taking. It's like growing a physical skill or a muscle. It requires some discomfort to build the muscle. It doesn't mean we want you in excruciating pain all day. We certainly do do not want that. But it does mean that if I want to grow my physical skill, it's going to require some discomfort. And so if you're feeling some discomfort, don't make it mean that you're doing something wrong or that there's something wrong with you or that you're broken in some way. You are likely in a mindset curriculum growth. You are needing to develop your literal skills and knowledge, but also you are needing to develop those mindset skills. You're needing to develop your resiliency. You're needing to develop your feedback muscle. You're needing to develop your risk-taking, all of that. You get to decide if you want to develop it, you get to decide if you want to change how you feel, if you want to change who you become, if you want to be the highest version of yourself at work. It really is your decision. And you have to be willing to do your curriculum if you want that outcome. Everyone has a curriculum. And for me personally, All the work that I've done over the years as a professor, as a professional speaker, nothing required more mindset curriculum than building a business. It was uncomfortable. It was painful. I had two coaches and a therapist. (laughs) But now where I stand, I feel more resilient and capable today than I ever have before in my career. And I realized that it's because I opted in to that mindset curriculum. I opted into the challenges. I opted into working through my defensiveness, my fears, my fear of failing, my fear of making a mistake, the overwhelm I would get stuck in, all of it. So you have a curriculum. Your coworker has a curriculum that's slightly different than you. Don't judge where you are and don't judge where you want to be. It's all normal. It's just part of being a human. We're built to want to progress. And progressing means feeling some discomfort. So I invite you to explore the questions that I listed earlier in this episode. I invite you to really connect to the vision of yourself that feels good for you. The vision of yourself, your confidence, your capability, your resilience that feels empowering and freeing for you. And I want to invite you to make a decision that you'll work your curriculum to get there. I have found that for myself and my clients, this is absolutely life-changing, and I've also found that when there is a purpose to the new challenge that is in front of you, a purpose to the new job that is beyond just mastering particular skills or learning a new environment, but is really about your own deep growth and evolution so that you can show up in your life in a way that feels empowering, freeing creates more opportunities for you, that can be the place from which you find really, really deep motivation and a deep sense of purpose in taking on this new challenge. If y'all want help moving through your curriculum, head over to my website, AaronM.Foley.com. hop on a consultation call, and let's talk about what that best vision of you looks like, who it is that you want to be able to be in the workplace, and how I can help you get there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. A reminder, if you have questions that you would like for me to answer here on the podcast, I'm going to be doing a Q&A later on in the season. Hop over to newrolenowwhat at gmail.com. Let me know topics, questions that you have about a work situation, and I will tackle those on a future episode. Thanks so much for tuning in, friends. I hope you all have a great week.